Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And this week, I'm going to tell you guys about the viral internet sensation, Dear David, is a ghost story that was told over Twitter over the course of months, and it rules. Yeah, we're uh, we're digging into some of the sort of viral horror phenomenon that's happened mm-hmm. on social media over the last few years. It's basically a new kind of storytelling that yeah. couldn't really exist before now. People tweeting, you know, hey, I'm having this experience. People are able to tweet back at the person creating the story. Right. And sort of together, they build out where it goes from there. Yeah, dig into it and find clues. Like the people who are creating the story bury clues knowing that mm-hmm. people on Twitter are probably going to find them. It's so sweet. It's super fun. Yeah. It doesn't always hold up under scrutiny. No, but what you know, what always does. Exactly. Yeah. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And part of the fun of this is uh, the ability to lose yourself, get invested, be a participant yeah. in the story, have fun with it. Um, but before we dig into Dear David, I want to talk about another sort of uh, viral odd phenomenon happening online right now. I don't know if you've seen any of this. Um, there is an explosion in popularity around turning Garfield no into an eldritch horror monster no i haven't seen this you haven't seen it no oh my god all right put simply if you went to reddit and you looked up i'm sorry john Uh uh-huh you would find a subreddit which is a unified page all around a single topic of people uploading thousands upon thousands of pieces of fan art Making mock-ups for video games all about uh, now Garfield is a monster stalking John. It's beyond time and space. That's amazing. It's insane. And it's really fascinating. Were we talking about Garfield for a different reason like last week? Don't you remember me making a joke to you? I think we were with mom about like sending Nermal to Abu Dhabi. Yes. yes. That was for a different reason, right? It was for a different reason. But to be fair, I think you do reference Garfield moderately frequently me sending normal to abu dhabi has come up a lot in the past. i think it's just that anytime garfield comes up that's my favorite reference yeah, yeah. i'm gonna mail you to abu dhabi yeah. well i was a huge garfield fan yeah i mean kid. i watched a ton of the garfield cartoon so you might be right but i don't feel like garfield is top of mind for no me not at all yeah. but it's it's such like part of our uh our pop culture yeah it's just a touchstone everybody knows who garfield totally is. everybody does so some of this started because there is a, a channel called lasagna cat mm-hmm. that started by making fun of garfield and essentially how lame the sketches are yeah you know uh, they would film essentially john being like good morning garfield it's gonna be a beautiful day and then the camera just zooms in on garfield's face and goes I hate Mondays. And then they had thrown a huge laugh track to essentially yeah. make fun of the fact that these are things that have no punchline. Right. Uh, and they've gotten in, in increasingly insane over mm-hmm. the course of years. Yeah. Then this I'm sorry, John phenomenon kind of was kicked off in 2013 when an artist named Doubleday posted a comic where Garfield – well, here's what's actually happening in the comic. John Arbuckle, Garfield's owner, is walking around the house. It's all dark inside. Every surface of the house is orange fur with that telltale Garfield-like black diamond Uh pattern in the fur. Uh And it's like, it's everything. So he's walking down hallways. The walls are orange. Yeah. The the cabinets are all orange. A lamp is completely encased in orange with black little stripes. And finally, he's walking around with this flashlight and he finds the source – it's Garfield, who's gargantuan and huge. Garfield has consumed the entire house. And it just says, 
I'm sorry, John. I was so hungry. That's really funny. It's both funny and <laughs> but, a little gross. Yeah, it's totally gross. And it was but, done as a horror comic. Like, yeah. It was done like to be grotesque. Right. Then in 2018, a Redditor named MNVZ uh, posted a three-panel uh, strip where John walks into frame and goes, Garfield. Doesn't call him Garfield. Garfield. Due to a perpetual pursuit of needs I never needed, I find my existence is devoid of both happiness and unhappiness. <laughs> so, like, the ennui of John? Yes. Yeah. Garfield has his back turned. He's sleeping in that little bed. You don't see his face. And then he stands up. You still can't see his face. And John leans in concerned. Garfield? <laughs> and when Garfield turns around, his face is all tentacles dripping off. He has no eyes. And it just says, feed me a stray child. Yeah. <laughs> it's like alien text vertically over it. Yeah. And so these are all baby steps leading up to artist William Burke, who uh, began posting black and white drawings of Monster Garfield mm -hmm. on Instagram. The first one is a long, uh, uh, like a giant long limbed Garfield holding Johnny's like all his body's all fat, but his arms are skinny and long. Yeah. And his mouth, like his eyes look sad and tired. His mouth is hanging open. He's fanged and he's clutching John in one of his claws and holding him up. And it says at the bottom, John, I require lasagna. It's good. <laughs> it's been snowballing. There are others. Garfield has a giant spider crawling around the house. John hiding in a doorway. And it says, John, where is my lasagna? Another, Garfield's a big fat creature with long spindly legs. John is hiding behind the TV. John, I can smell you. Garfield has a big centipede crawling through a door. It's always Garfield's head and uh -huh. then a disgusting in insect type body. Yeah. So it's got, you know, a thousand legs and it's crawling through a door and John is clutching a shotgun and it says at the bottom, bullets won't work, John. <laughs> Garfield has a tall maggot with long legs, almost like a big giraffe. Kind of thing, but a disgusting little maggot body. And it says, the world is going to end, John. <laughs> so this kicks off now a subreddit where people endlessly yeah. are posting Garfield horror. And it's really kind of like the movie cool. the thing. Like Garfield's body will be ripped open with fangs yeah. jutting out of it. He's eaten Odie. Yeah. Or, you know, like the back of his body is like hanging from the ceiling and his neck is distended from his body like he's like searching for John in there. Uh -huh. And everything is paired with these sort of HP Lovecraft type. Yeah. Like a Roru Kurabi, is that how you pronounce that? Oh, the long yeah. neck. Yeah, Rokuru Kubi or something. Roku Kubi, yeah. Long yeah, neck yeah. monsters. We yeah. talked about a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, kind of. And but they're always paired with like, I don't need eyes anymore, John. Uh -huh. Like saying things yeah. that are impossible and frightening. Yeah. Tapping into quite frankly what I think uh is some of the stuff that Stephen King would actually do mm -hmm. best when somebody has been trapped in another realm for a while and they're like, It's longer than you think in there. And yeah. Like, yeah. What the hell does that what mean? What do those words mean together? Yeah, you can't wrap your mind around it. That's yeah. what Garfield's become. Yeah. And John even when Garfield is drawn to be as disgusting and as, like, detailed and gritty as possible, John is almost exclusively always drawn as the Sunday comic strip guy uh -huh. with That's the lumpy funny. hair. He's always looking shocked. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Obviously, not all of them are good. Yeah. Because with so many people doing this, how, yeah, how of course. could they all be? Yeah. But they're, it's fascinating, not the least reason for which, is that it's all hearkening back to just the fact that Garfield strips are actually kind of lame. Right, right. 
and you can do whatever you want online. Mm-hmm. So this I'm sorry John subreddit has like 500,000 uh people subscribed to it. That's awesome. And like but nobody owns the IP. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, like, no, I don't know what a... you can really even do with this. And I What's just, uh, to do? It's probably just, it's just a fun community thing. I know, but I like want more. I like yeah. want more out of it. I want a story out of uh-huh. it. But nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see like a bizarre animated film. Yeah. Out of this, but like unless they're doing it completely independently, right? The people who own Garfield are not going to let anyone do that. <laughs> yeah, and you never know. Weird things happen. Weird I doubt things happen, it, but, but I, yeah, you know. But like, I saw an article this week. There's going to be a Garfield like kart racing game for okay. iPhone or something like that. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. But how about that horror game where Garfield's dripping blood out of his right. face? <laughs> well, that's never. Good. <laughs> that's really funny. But uh, yeah, this is sort of a, a pop of activity around a yeah. horror thing that everyone's feeding into. That's awesome. I'm sorry, John. Everyone, look it up. It's definitely. Not safe for work. It's definitely yeah. really intense. It's definitely not for kids, though. Undoubtedly, there are a bunch of kids. I'm sure looking at it and everything. It's it's fascinating and yeah. really really creative at times. Cool. Some of them are really good. That's cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Highly sweet. Advocate. Nice. All right. So, guys, as I said, I'm going to tell you about another internet phenomenon that garnered a lot of like audience participation. Audience participation is a big part of this, actually, and I think that it was made with the intention of that. There's some things that are really, really cool yeah. where like he had to be betting that someone is going to look deeper into this and find it. So this is the Dear David Twitter thread that became a huge deal and is going to be a movie um, made by the producer of It oh. and written by one of the writers of the upcoming The Conjuring spinoff, The Crooked Man. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's got some like kind of like legit power behind it. Um, and I think it's being made by New Line. So, that makes sense. New mm-hmm. Line started as, they called New Line the house that Freddie built. Yeah. Freddy oh, Krueger yeah, right. was what made and sustained, mm-hmm. um, that production house. And then over time, obviously everybody starts getting embarrassed of like, it's Freddie 12. Yeah, right. Freddie gone nut. Yeah, gone nut. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. they, they, you know, take breaks away from doing horror. It seems like New Line's doing some really, like, well done kind of like prestige but fun horror yeah it is big and ridiculous which right even if i don't always like the story i like the absurdity yeah of it. totally yeah. yeah so that's who's doing it so cool. it's got some it's got some legitis- legitimacy behind it if you look at that kind of stuff is legitimate so i just want to mention neither here nor there but when i went to google dear david and i hit the news thing i put like dear david in quotes hit the news tab what came up was a column like an advice column called dear david coleman and one of the um the headlines that came up was my toddler has changed since his sister was born he is constantly bold as i was funny (laughs) constantly bold he is constantly bold it's so funny bold is a positive attribute (laughs) i know He's changed. I can see why someone being constantly bold would be a problem, but yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, like it- I was also wondering if it was maybe like a British site where bold is like a little different, perhaps. Right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like he's being like a pain. He's being bold and like fresh, yeah, basically. Yeah. So anyway, as I said, so dear David, just in case you don't know, it's a ghost story told over Twitter, and basically the um truth, uh, the truthiness or not of it, has always been ambiguous, like. The guy whose Twitter it is is named Adam Ellis. The Twitter account is at Moby underscore dickhead. And um, M-O-B 
like Moby Dick, Moby oh, Dick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? With an underscore between the words. He says that the story is real. There was even an, uh, an interview with him by the rap, like right after the movie was announced, which was June of last year, the movie was announced to be in production where he says it's a real ghost story. It's all legit. But as we go through it, I think you'll develop some opinions that it is not. Sure. It's pretty widely held as not being real, but I don't think that makes it less awesome. No. There's some other things that make it less awesome, but. It being real or not is totally fine. Of course not. I think I'm I'm pretty flatly on the record as not thinking ghosts are real, but I still love yeah. ghost stories. Yeah, totally. So By the way, whatever. there's some heritage to this in horror anyway. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw was advertised as being oh, yeah, based totally. on a true story. Right. And Blair Witch Project, obviously. Yeah. So It's know. funny. Even in the one that I'm going to talk about later, I, I saw people talking about it a little bit online and everyone's like, it's not real. Yeah. This is so stupid. You can tell it's not real. And it's like so it's, the the not realness it? of it doesn't mean that it's not like creative and fun and right. you have to participate. We're all, we're participants in stories. You have yeah. to you have to get lost in it. You have to allow yourself to have fun with it. Totally. It reminds me of not that anybody's being like, "Oh, it's not real," but like Ghosts in the Burbs, which is a podcast that Yeah, yeah. we really love. Um that is a fictional story that Liz presents as though it's a real story. And I've seen a lot of people be confused about whether it was real or not and thinking that it was real, but it's a fictional it's a fictional thing, but it just presents itself That's, that way because it helps it be immersive. Yes. You yes. can lose yourself in it a little bit more that way. So here is how D- Dear David kicked off. I'm going to alternate between just kind of paraphrasing some things and reading some direct quotes that I think are particularly sweet or important to the story. Yeah. It started on August 7th, 2017, and I'm going to read the tweets verbatim. So the first tweet said, so my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me thread in parentheses it's like all right buckle up (laughs) that's fun he started appearing in dreams but i think he's crossed over into the real world now the first time i saw him i was expect i was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed he had a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side i did my best to draw it and then he put up a drawing of a child's face with like a dented head it almost looked like you took like Sorry to be gross. I mean, it's not like bloody or anything, but it almost looks like you took like a circular scoop out of a kid's head, basically. Yeah, like you used an ice cream scoop. It's pretty much exactly like if you use an ice cream scoop. Yeah. Um, for a while, he just stared at me, but then he got out of the chair and started shambling toward the bed. Shambling is shambling. a very, yeah. I couldn't move because I was paralyzed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. It sucks. Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? I was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. She continued, he's dead. He only appears at midnight and you can ask him two questions if you say, Dear David, first. Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyway, a couple of weeks passed without incident. Then David came back in another dream. Same situation. I was in bed and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window staring at me. In the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles an accident in a store. I say, dear David, what happened in the store? He groans. A shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. The next couple of days, I Google deaths in the city, but can't find anything about a kid named David dying in a store. Real quick. Yeah. A couple a couple quick points about that. Because one, uh-huh. it's awesome and yeah. it's fun. And again, you have to allow yourself to get lost. Yeah. Two things. Mm-hmm. 
a shelf was pushed on my head. Yeah. Versus like a shelf fell over on me or, right. you know. Like, yes. <laughs> like it was it fell pushed on my, on my head. head. I know. When I was reading this uh, too quickly before and when he asked like who pushed the shelf, I was like, why does he think that like the shelf just fell? And I realized that he said somebody pushed it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's just an unusual event. And also somebody says to you. You don't ask three questions. Right. I'm saying literally you in this position. Yes. You've had a couple of dreams about Dear David. Uh-huh. Somebody says to you, oh, my God, you've seen him too. Yeah. You can ask him two questions. Don't ask a third. Right. Or you'll die. Right. Do you ever forget that? I mean, probably not. But I guess if you're in your dream world of dream logic, again, believing that this is all true, you know, you're swept up in the story. Although I don't think so. I don't think I would care at that point who did it yeah. to him. I'm more wrapped up in like that this kid exists for me and not like the circumstances around his death and like the murder story of that. So yeah. I highly doubt it. I think my first questions would be like, how, how come, are you here? How are you here? Yeah. How are multiple people seeing you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, One, how this girl in the library. Two. Yeah, totally. A to who? The three. Yeah. <laughs> Crunch. Crunch. The three. <laughs> So he says, I even tried different names. Daniel, Dylan, Devin, nothing. A few weeks go by without incident. Sort of randomly, the apartment above mine is vacated and I have the opportunity to move into it. It's a larger apartment, so I'm thrilled. Another month or two goes by and I sort of forget about dear David. I think he lost track of me because I moved upstairs. But lately, something strange is happening. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it, almost like something is on the other side. Last night, I got a weird feeling and looked out the peephole, and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cat seemed unnerved. Bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. Oh, so that's so the first good. batch on August 7th. He puts that all together. Um, so then over the next few days, he's documenting his cats acting weird. He, he shows video of them going to the door and like sniffing and doing all this kind of stuff. And, um, people are starting to pay attention now. He's a Buzzfeed writer. I couldn't find, I tried to see if there was some sort of like machine online I could use to find out what his followers were like on August 6th. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my point is he probably had a lot of followers already since he was a Buzzfeed writer, but people start interacting with this. It seems like immediately. So somebody says that, that he should put some salt around the door. So he does that. Um, and he's taking pictures of all this kind of stuff. And, um, he ends up using a sound app that he turns on and it's supposed to turn on and record automatically if it hears a noise. And he records something that he thinks sounds like kind of like a snap and a step and posts that. So it's just like a multimedia experience. He's yeah. telling people this stuff. He has pictures and video and audio of like nothing so overt, but like interesting, weird stuff. So I can see how if you got in on this on the ground floor, you get like totally wrapped up in it. It's right. very awesome. So he decides to get out of town for a few days. He lives in the city and then he goes somewhere else for a few days. And he posts kind of like a peace out, I'll be back selfie of himself. And behind him is a glass door with panes, not unlike the one that I have at home, really. And his followers say that they see a face in <laughs> the panes of glass yeah. of the door. Like his intention with this post, you know, ostensibly, uh, right. is not to be scary. But he's, I love that he's planted something with the hope 
that somebody will notice it. So people are now knowing that they have to look deep at every little thing, which plays a huge part in this whole deal. And it's fun too, because even if people hadn't noticed at the time, right? They would as go back. this thing continues to evolve, they might look back and go like, oh my God, there was a thing even back then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he's out of town for a few days. He knows that this picture thing has happened where people are weirded out and he ends up getting one of those like little Instamax cameras or whatever. Um, like kind of like a oh, Polaroid, but do they like still make those. It's there's like a modern we day to, one that's like very popular. You have to crank the thing. No, like an instant like Polaroid kind of camera. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the pictures come out like right away. Right. Yeah, that is like a trendy thing. Yeah, there's like it's like a Fuji film one or something. Yeah. It's I don't know. You know, real quick before you continue, it occurred to me maybe we should have said this because we're essentially breaking down like just kind of like a different kind of storytelling. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell the entire story of yeah. Dear David. Spoilers for Dear David. Yes. Uh, so go read the at Moby mm-hmm. Dickhead tweets if yep. you want to experience it as a yeah, like as a social horror thing. Yeah. And you can see like all the comments that people made and stuff. It'll be hard, though, because he spoiler he ends up tweeting just like a normal person at the end of this story. And this yeah. happened, you know, two years ago. So I would recommend going to there's a bustle article that kind of compiles all the dear david stuff okay and it kind of it shows things that people have done to pictures and everything so i feel like that's still like a pretty complete compendium it's still like very long yeah yeah. But at least you won't have a hard time like finding his stuff and also finding people commenting back to it right because there is a web page that just has the dear david tweets but the bustle one i liked because it shows people's responses to his tweets gotcha. not every single one but a bunch of good ones so yeah. i would check that out cool but yeah spoilers front to back yeah soup to nuts so he gets this camera and he starts just taking pictures of his apartment he says he's just being kind of dorky and just taking lots of pictures and they're all fine except for the pictures of the hallway. So he has like his apartment door open. And whenever he takes a picture that that door and the hallway is in, the entire picture that comes out of the camera is just black, uh. like a pure black picture. And at first he thinks it's a fluke, but it keeps happening. If that doorway is in it, the the entire picture is just blank. Not just the hallway, not just the doorway, no. the whole... Later, yes, but okay. no. Yeah. So he starts experimenting and he puts his finger over the, the, um, the lens in case like, oh, maybe I put my thumb on top of it. And he prints that out, and that's like kind of a fuzzy, soft black. But when he's not doing it, it's just like a total black. So then he takes a picture of that door with the hallway with his phone camera. It looks totally normal. He takes the exact same picture head-on with the instant camera, and just the door frame of the hallway is all black in that picture. With what, with what did he take that? The, the camera that he's been using, that instant camera. Oh, okay. So he's comparing those two pictures with the instant camera, where it's usually all black, just the hallway door frame yeah. is black. Okay. He has no explanation. He's just presenting these as a weird thing that's happening in his weird apartment. Right. Just strange. Huh. So people are starting now to – it's been going on for six days at this point, this entire thing. And people are starting to take pictures that he's posted and running them through editing software to see if they could lighten it, to see whatever and see what they find. And they're finding faces in them. Ugh. They're finding when you lighten that picture of just the black doorway – the outline of a person standing there. Oh my God. They're finding all kinds of stuff. It's becoming a real community thing. Now, old Chrissy is looking at these pictures and I'm not seeing diddly. It, so right I'm wondering today, what's wrong saying. with me. Yes. I see the pictures that people lightened sometimes. Some of them, like there's a picture that looks totally black to me and somebody circled what just looks like plain blackness to me in a corner and uh-huh. wrote demon. 
And I'm like, I don't see anything. I don't see anything in the picture of his door frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing a thing. See, this is... This. I don't know why I'm immune to this, but this is a... There are some that become clear as day later. Well, your eyes are just cameras. That Maybe your eyes are incompatible maybe. with David. Maybe. In this current form, at least. Apparently. Right? However, I'm not seeing anything. If you can't trust your eyes. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. what? But this is fun, too, because this is sort of the Rorschach test of horror. Yeah. And of allowing yourself to become invested in something. Mm-hmm. Seeing things that aren't really there. You know, maybe this dude put a David silhouette in something and people found it. Maybe yeah. he put nothing in it. Yeah. And people still found stuff because oh, their imaginations right. are filling in the gaps. Oh, for sure. It's wonderful. It yeah, doesn't it's matter awesome. which one is the truth. No, you're it's experiencing great. it and having that feeling either way. Yeah. So as long as you're not like acting on it in some way that's like really shaping your life in some crazy way yep. like great hell yeah um so again people are just still interacting with him people are urging him to sage his apartment so he posts a picture of himself saging and then the next time he checks in it's just with a tweet that says sage did not work Ooh. and then he tells a story of a dream he had about david sitting across the room in the chair like it was before but this time he says quote he was smaller this time almost shrunken he didn't do or say anything except look at me feels like a bad omen Ooh. then a couple of days later he said that for the first time something happened that made him feel unsafe he said that he went to sleep and he had a dream that david was pulling him by the arm through a warehouse like a big empty warehouse. And he woke up and his arm was bruised and he posted a picture and he said it could be anything, but it was just kind of weird and it freaked him out. Yeah. A few days after that, he said that he was walking in his neighborhood um, to get a cup of coffee and he walked past this car depot. It was a place that like repaired food trucks, I think it was, that was always like super busy and bustling. But this time when he walked by, it's totally cleaned out and abandoned and it reminded him of the warehouse dream that he had had with david of like an empty big space yeah, kind of yeah. like a factory so he peeked inside because like the doors were up to it like picture like a big garage kind of thing with garage doors the doors were up so he kind of peeked inside and he said the only thing that was in there in the middle of the room at least was a green chair in the center of the room and the chair that is in his room that he's been having dreams about David in is green. Huh. So there's a little bit of like a, a green weird motif going on. And he noticed it and it kind of gave him a chill, but he goes on to his coffee place. When he comes back, passes that depot again, the doors are closed and it's all shuttered. Huh. It's like, it kind of weird. It doesn't say it, but it's like, did somebody notice that he noticed that something was up in there? And they're like, nope. No, yeah, no, no, not see. for you. Gotta or was it, it never up. really open and he was having a vision? Ooh. Yeah, that's good. So, um, you know, later that week, he says the cat's routine has changed a little bit. Rather than crying at the door at midnight, they're crying at the door at 10 o'clock. So it's just a, a noticeable change. Yeah. And they'll do it for about 15 minutes and then get over it. And then about 10 to 15 minutes after that, all week, he's been getting these no ID calls on his phone. So, like, the cats chill out. His phone starts blowing up with anonymous calls. So one of the nights he said he picked up the phone. And when he picked it up, it was just silent. Not like static or anything, but then he could hear a little bit of breathing and just the word hello. Oh. Didn't like that. Hello. Few- hello. <laughs> um, a few days later. <laughs> Someone nice. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm David. Hello. It's me, David. I wanted to see if he was having a nice night. Oh, bye-bye. All right. <laughs> All right. So a few days later, he um posts another update and says that 
he and it's got like a nanny cam video he says that he moved the chair out of his room because it was freaking him out so he moved it into the living room and he's planning a trip to japan in a few weeks and and in anticipation of that he bought a nanny cam for his cats so you could just like check in on them because he's obsessed with them and the nanny cam is set to send him a ping if something is moving on camera just okay. so that he can know whatever and so he got these pings that show him when he goes to it the green rocking chair rocking on its own in the living room. Great. Another thing that happens is that um, something falls off the wall, just like apropos of nothing, basically. And so people are just looking at that and be like, oh, my God, what the hell? Oh, also, um, people notice a green glass that's on his table move across the table. But now people, this is like, I don't, it's not been going on for so long, but it's reaching a level of popularity where people now are starting to kind of like look for holes and poke holes and things. It's also getting a little bit more elaborate than him just telling you the story. Because now you can see all this stuff and now you're looking for wires. Now you're looking for, yeah, edits. Exactly. Sneaky edits. Exactly. People in these videos said like, hey, there was a blue chair that was in the background that suddenly disappears. Like, what's the deal? But then people with photo editing actually like kind of bring it on back because they brighten up the video and they're like, no, it's just like a weird lighting thing. The chair never moves. So people think they caught him doing something, but it turns out they they didn't. That's even better. Yeah, exactly. So he must have been like, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, But anyway, with the glass moving things, like I said, the first kind of instances of people being like, hey – People point out like, well, if a glass is on a wet surface, it could kind of like slide. So like the glass moving doesn't necessarily mean somebody took it and moved it as far as uh, like a ghost didn't necessarily do that. Um, so then he posts that, you know, a few days later, he had another nightmare. And this is a freaky nightmare. So this is something that I'm going to read verbatim. His tweets say, on the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached, snaking down the bed. The head was staring right at me, somehow still alive. It had this huge smile plastered on its face. Horrified, I screamed, what happened to you? The head smiled even bigger. It feels great, the head groaned. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh no. I don't believe you. It feels great. It feels great. That is so scary. That's really bizarre. It feels great the head groaned. Yeah. His questions he's asking these ghosts uh-huh. are odd to me. What happened to you? What happened yeah, to you? Not like, why are you here? Or just, ah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I wouldn't have the wherewithal to have a question. I'm not sure that words would factor into my response. No. Hey, yikes. Yeah, Might be the only one. Absolutely. <laughs> bodily functions would filter in my what happened my to you yeah oh hi you what happened to you it feels great and you know what you look great yeah so that's really all that matters is that it feels great you look great everything's good you look like you lost a bunch of weight yeah <laughs> you look fine <laughs> so he wakes up from this nightmare he's freaked out and he decides to go outside and take a walk he's gonna walk down to the bodega and get something okay. and then come back when he's doing that, he walks by the same shuttered warehouse from before, because it's just like in his neighborhood, I guess. And you notice that there is a grated window by the door, kind of up. So he decides to, that he's going to jump, snap just one picture in it, and then haul ass and get away. And when he does that, he shares the picture, and it looks like it's like some sort of space with like a bunch of insulation just kind of like flopped around. And he says that he sees kind of like a Davidy looking shadow kind of in it so people go to town on it 
they're editing it and they're finding shapes, they're enhancing it. And people are like, yeah, you can see a little bit of like a David shaped head kind of superimposed onto it. Again, I see stuff I don't, but this is a great example of like what you were saying before people finding something and like making it kind of fit their idea of whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So if you go to that bustle article I referenced before, you guys can see this picture. Somebody took the picture of specifically the installation. Everybody else is kind of looking around at the black space in the picture and being like, look, there, it looks like there's kind of a shape. It looks like there are eyes that are kind of glowing out, things like that. This person took the installation and they doodled a head and then a spine over it. Okay. And like the insulation does kind of fit it. You know what I mean? So it like kind of works. And it's, it's awesome that they saw that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very freaky. The idea that he had that crazy like bloody spine dream. And that person is like, look, the insulation is in the shape of the head and spine from his pillow. It's, and like they doodle on top of it, but they are following the shape right. of that insulation. So it like fits neatly. It's collaborative storytelling. Yes. Yeah. It's encouraging you to be creative. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So then this next set is the point where I found out about Dear David and I read all the previous stuff. I kind of came in here and I was like, whoa, what? This is cool and awesome. And it is. Like, I was going to ask, where the hell were you and I? I got in around the middle. Why doesn't stuff like this hit our radar? Um, I don't know. At the time. You know, like why when this first started, was this not something that popped up? Well, I mean... First of all, this is before we even had this show. I want to be in on the ground floor on any Twitter freakiness. I follow significantly more freaky accounts and groups and stuff on Facebook than I did before. Like I said, I mean, I found out about this. I think it was probably like two weeks into it. Okay. That's still pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I want to be... I'm sure I told you about it. I want like a red phone on my desk. Yeah, Yeah. Like Batman. Yeah. It's like, oh, something scary is happening on right. Twitter. I'll be right there. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you follow like a bunch of like ghosty and freaky stuff, Facebook's Facebook groups, it's like as close as you can get. Honestly, True. like Fair I think enough. if this happened today, like there'd be like an alarm that would sound like the guides the unknown Facebook group. I think we would know kind of fast. Yeah. You know, I would hope so. Yeah. This is so. just pre. This was August of 2017. We came out in November of 2017. That's right. Yeah. So. This is where I came in. Adam said that he was going to Japan, like he had said, um, and he thanks everybody for their support and kind words, but he's going to be kind of off the grid, and he is. He's quiet for a few weeks, and then mm. his last day in the country, he is doing some sightseeing, and he's taking pictures of a statue that has like a lot of people in it. It seems like it's a family, like kind of um, in the round. It's like a column with like people all on the outsides of the column, and he takes a picture of a kid with kind of a misshapen head. Oh. And it totally looks like David. Oh, wow. So this is early enough in the story, and this is kind of where I came in, where I was like, could you write that? Could you make that up? Maybe it's a famous statue he knew he was going to be going to in Japan. Like, right. I'm curious about what prompted this whole story. Yeah. Like, it could be anything. It could. Here are some of my, like, suspects. The cat's acting weird at the door because they definitely were genuinely because there are video and pictures of them. Maybe the idea was born from there. Like the cats are acting weird at the door every night. That is freaky. And maybe he came up with kind of a ghost story around that and elaborated. Yeah. Maybe he was looking at the places that he wanted to sightsee in Japan and he saw this sculpture of a boy with kind of a misshapen head and maybe it spawned this whole idea. He's a, he's a writer. He's an illustrator. He's a creative person. It could be. Um, another thought that I had is that, so in that nanny, nanny cam photo or footage, I don't know if I mentioned 
in addition to the rocking chair moving, there were also things that fell off the wall. Okay. And they fell off the wall in the same area. So something fell off a shelf and then something fell off that was hanging on the wall next to it in the same spot. Could it be that something about the structure of his house or the apartment that they live in is that when somebody, who knows, walks up the stairs, yeah. stuff is always falling off right there. Right. And you could be like, oh, that's very ghosty and spin something from there. I don't know. I haven't really found what I think is like, I bet this is what started it. It could be a mixture of a few things. It totally I mean, honestly, you work with what you've got. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Kevin Smith worked in a convenience store. He wrote a movie right. about people who work in a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. You've got instant, like, built-in Completely. production value. Yeah. you got cats that meow at the door at the same time every night. Yeah. Use it. Weave it in. Totally. Weave it all in. Yeah, I guess it could all be it. But it, I like thinking about, like, what spawned with the first thing. So that's weird. He, he sends that and he's just like, I just don't know what to think about this. This yeah. is freaking me out. So he comes home from his trip and things are quiet. Instead of posting every few days, because he was being like pretty consistent every like just a handful of days, he's now posting about every week and a half or so. And he says that like things are still weird. Lights are going on and off at home. Um, he's heard scratching noises from the door. He takes another picture, like he's hearing stuff through the door. So he takes a picture through his peephole and then people are seeing shapes in the peephole that I again don't see at all. Right. I have a David blind spot. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, Stuff that's mild enough, but it's still happening, so it's annoying. And he said he feels like he needs outside help. So he has a friend come over to do a cleansing. And he says that it works for a little while. The cats aren't going by the door. He's not having bad dreams or anything. And then he walks past that depot again. The door is open again, and there's a single hearse in the depot now and nothing else there and again it's one of those things where it's like he probably didn't plant that himself i mean i would imagine there's something yeah yeah i imagine there's some things where he's just like jackpot Uh you know what i mean um so nobody really sees anything in that hearse picture then the first of like a more personified version of David starts showing up in his pictures. Later on in the week, he says that he was in his kitchen when he saw a figure standing outside, just staring in his window. So he ran, he turned off the lights, he dropped down, but then he popped up and took a picture. And he posts the picture, and first I don't see anything. But then, in the Bustle article, they're showing how people have edited it, lightened lightened it, and you see... A little figure, for sure, that's just kind of looking up at the window. Now, this like, is what I remember. Yeah. I well, remember photos. It gets wilder. Okay. Yes. No, go ahead, though. I was going to say, I remember photos mm-hmm. of David. Yes. But it's whatever the hell this thing is. Uh-huh. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. I don't. Um, Whatever the hell the the, the puppet mm-hmm. is, it mm-hmm. looks very David Lynch. Yes. It's a freaky looking thing it's a freaky looking puppet you don't you can't look at it i'm gonna stop calling it a puppet i'm just gonna say david yeah do that. yeah if you were gonna make david i don't know what the hell this thing is made out of i've heard that like david lynch so he made a movie called Eraserhead, head mm-hmm. where there was a creature and nobody knows what the hell this creature was made out of right uh people think that it might have been like a fetus of a cow yeah so it might have been like real right biological like matter yeah turned into a puppet somehow whatever David, and then I've heard David Lynch talk about, um, how he's done sculptures where he basically wraps a bunch of meat and cheese into a ball mm-hmm. and then lets bugs crawl all over it and eat bits and pieces away, yeah. which gives it a very randomized, right. organic 
shape and structure. Mm-hmm. And so it looks more real than anything you could make by yeah. hand, essentially. And it, that's what this thing looks like. If I remember the pictures correctly, I'm like, that thing looks real. Yeah, it does look real. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a doll of some sort that I think then was like digitally edited to look more real. It definitely does look real and freaky. Um, but you know, real in like a weird ghosty way. It doesn't look like a person in the room with him. Like no. it has a weird quality, but it doesn't just look like a doll. It has odd proportions. There's a part, there's one picture that I think is too far. Too far? <laughs> a bridge too far. That's per- but, yeah. I would love to see that. Yes. But like the proportions of it, I remember not being human. He drew a cartoon of it at one point early yeah. on. And the cartoon always felt a little too polished to me. Uh-huh. And then the sculpture matched it like perfectly. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I was like, oh, it's like, it's like in Ghostbusters world where like when you become a ghost, you don't look like yourself as a ghost. You mm-hmm. actually look like a Muppet version of yourself. Right. Like when the Scolari brothers explode into the courtroom in Ghostbusters oh, 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not two humans. Right. They're two big yeah, Muppet somehow... full body suits with exaggerated features. Right. Somehow warp a little bit. It's a little of that. Um, it, mainly just that the head seems really big. Yeah. Everything else, like, I mean, it looks, it looks like a, it looks like a doll. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's freaky, but it looks like a doll that's been edited, whether practically or technically. Right, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome looking. It's, it's awesome. very freaky yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, but that is just the very, that's the first time you're seeing, like, a more solid figure and you can't really make it out. It doesn't even necessarily totally look like David to me. It obviously is meant to be, but like, it's not exactly the same kind of thing that you see in later pictures that you're thinking of, I think. Okay. So 10 days later, he says that he has another David dream and it's similar to the first one that David was in a chair across the room. But in this dream, David gets up, comes to the bed and starts to crawl up. (laughs) But dream Adam isn't paralyzed in this dream. So in the dream, Adam grabs his fa- his phone and starts taking pictures of David. So this is what you're thinking of. Then As it's next- crawling up his body? Yes. D- Adam's instincts in his dreams are very strange to me. You're right. The questions are odd. Rather than, you know, batting off David or something, he's taking pictures of it in his dream. Not sh- What the hell were we talking about the other day of- about someone crawling up your body in the night? Annabelle. Annabelle? I think so. Okay. Weird right? that we're talking about this. this I much. know. I thought the same thing when I was writing this. I think that's what we were talking about. I brought up the gr- or the ring at one point. Uh-huh. Ringu, a ghost appears Does under it- the blanket with you. Yeah. But I think you had already been talking about a monster crawling up you while you're sleeping. We talked about that, and then I talked about Ted Bundy taking those pictures of his oh, yeah. girlfriend under the covers. Yeah. But I don't remember what started it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I but yeah, it. I know this. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, we what just talked about. Yeah. If I have a dream about something crawling up me tonight. Ugh. Number one, I'll die. Number two, you can bet the dream Chrissy isn't going to grab for my phone and start taking pictures of yeah. it. It's not my instinct. Oh, but. this is a Kodak moment. Yeah. But it is Adam Ellis's instinct. So the next day, Adam sees that on his real phone in his waking life, he apparently took a bunch of pictures in the middle of the night, maybe oh. while this dream was happening. And those pictures are what you're thinking of. Okay. So he says there are dozens of just dark pictures on there, but then there are three that are scary. And it shows like David, this little figure wearing clothes with a dented head, like sitting across the room. And let me let me see. Hang on. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's pretty great. I love it. Let me see a second. I love that. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One way or another, he either created mm-hmm. the story and then built it in such a way where he was like, 
Well, crap, I gotta have pictures of David now. Yeah, or maybe he was excited to. Maybe this is what it was building to. This seems by far the most, mm-hmm. the biggest risk. Yes. In telling a story. <clears throat> and again, I'm assuming that David is not real. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe David's real. Maybe he took pictures of a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, by the time that you're getting to the point where you're taking photographs of the ghost, right. and the ghost shows up in them pretty clearly, yeah, from what I it's recall. It's definitely a risk. It's a big old risk. Yeah. In this first set, I guess, actually, now that I'm looking, I'm trying to see the order of things, because there are a couple of David picture sets. I don't think that they're that clear. I think that you can see that there's a little bit of a shape, but it's, again, him knowing and relying on people brightening, brightening mm, them, yeah, yeah. either knowing and relying on them and doing it, or making sure it looks good just in case people brighten them. Who knows what the original impetus right. for having something that looks quality once you brighten it was. But either way, people brighten them up and you see David sitting in the chair and then he gets up and then he gets closer. Now, this is the point where he will start calling major BS, yeah, yeah. which is fine. But you know yeah, what I mean? Like now people are like, okay, this is fake, right? Like some people, because it's the internet, are like, oh, it's actually fake. Uh, you're stupid. But some people are just kind of like, okay, I understand. This is a story now. Whatever. So a few weeks go by and he says that he's okay, but stuff like hasn't, he's still investigating stuff. And he doesn't want to report anything until he's sure what's going on. A major thing that's happening is that he's been hearing a lot of noises above his head recently and doesn't really make sense to him. Like with the layout of what his building should be. And he, he shares like kind of little sketches that he's done of like what the layout of his building should be. These noises and where he's hearing them are kind of impossible. It doesn't really make sense. And it kind of comes to a head one night when he says he hears what sounds like a bowling ball, just like being dropped over his head, like over and over and over again. So he jumps out of bed. And once he's out of bed, he hears what sounds like the creak of like one footstep in the hallway. Uh. He's like, oh, what the hell? And he eventually lays back down because the noises stop and he eventually goes to sleep. And he wakes up the next morning and he's going to go out and get a bagel. And when he goes out, um, oh, something I should mention, like during this whole thing of him, like sharing like floor plans and everything, he realizes as he's investigating, he goes out into the hallway and he realizes that there's like a big hatch door above the stairs. And so he's wondering if there's a crawl space up there. So he he's hearing these noises. He goes out the next day to get a bagel and he notices that there's a bunch of debris underneath where the crawl space is. Yeah. Like something has happened up there. Something's opened the hatch. Exactly. And during this time, he has bought like a giant pole kind of thing so that he can like poke it and like check it out. And he's like, all right, now's the time. So he starts poking at the hatch door and a tiny little leather child shoe falls out. Oh. <laughs> he's like, okay, that's that's weird. Um, He calls his landlord because he wants to investigate more and he needs like a big ladder. So the landlord comes, sets up the ladder. The landlord goes up the ladder and looks in. And it's like, there's just, there's nothing up here. I don't know, but they see a little green marble. So again, with like the green motif, yeah. like green things keep popping up. And it's a very old marble. Like you can tell that it, like it has like a little like peak on it. Like it was like an individually made glass marble from like back in the day. So Adam just reports this to the people on Twitter. He says he's going to put the marble and the shoe on his dresser and you know, whatever. And people are like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. To no. me. I don't think that's great. Um, so he doesn't update for a couple weeks and he says that nothing major has happened, um, but that he hasn't been sleeping well. He feels kind of crappy. And because of that, or nothing major had happened, I should say. He's not sleeping well. He's been feeling crappy. And because of that, he got a new app. Instead of the sound app, it's a photo app that's going to take a picture every 60 seconds and he puts it on his dresser. So this might be what you're thinking of because he shares the results of this 
And I'll go to the thread, actually. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so he says <laughs> that the vast majority of the pictures were of him just sleeping in an empty room, but then suddenly he was there, standing on the chair at the foot of the bed, staring at me. In the next photo from a minute later, he seems to be staring straight up at the ceiling, just staring. Then he appears to collapse on the chair. The next dozen photos are all the same. He's completely lifeless. At first, I thought he was dead, which obviously doesn't make any sense. I looked over at the chair, half expecting him to still be there, but it was empty. Then in the next photo, he's gone. The room is totally empty again. He's gone in the next several photos, too. I thought maybe that was it, but I kept swiping through the photos. About 15 photos later, he was back standing next to the bed. It was just like the last time I saw him. That's when my heart started to race. I didn't want to look at the rest of the photos, but I knew I had to. I swiped to the next photo and my heart sank into my stomach. He was on the bed, inches from me, staring down at me sleeping. The next one was worse. In the next photo, he's staring right at the camera. After that, there's seemingly nothing. He disappears again and the rest of the scroll is just me alone in my room again. That is, until the last photo. Here's the final photo on the scroll. This is the one that I think is too far. <laughs> so it is stringy, dingy hair Ugh. and an ear. It yeah. reminds me of Gollum. It reminds me of Gollum. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the um, the the little man from the Red Room in uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, yeah, his ha- yeah, he has kind bit. of like coarse, stringy hair. Yeah, can I scroll back? Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to. I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get it to read on camera. I know. YouTube.com slash TalkBomb. You might see some of this. Yeah. Um, you know what? We'll let our internet sleuths figure out where he is in this photo. There's a little bump of a round thing. That's mm-hmm. his head. Yeah. It's all so dark you you really can't see. But like, right. it. you know what? Looking at it now, it does seem like a, a, a mannequin of a child, mm-hmm. like from a shoe store or something. Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the proportions seem right. Right. Um. Ah, it is it is it is weird and you yeah. can you can make out the dent in the head yes especially when people like lightened it it's it's very noticeable and very freaky looking yeah so this is a good point for me to say when i was thinking about dear david and stuff this is where i thought it ended or just about here i remembered following it around to this point i remembered thinking like Huh. I think Dear David, like, even though it was cool, may have jumped the shark a little bit. It seemed like people kind of thought the same thing. And I guess my awareness of it started to fall off because he also starts to take longer in between posting. Mm-hmm. So it kind of changes. But I would say this feels like kind of the, if not peak in quality, peak in story of Dear David, like a kind of a culmination. And then a lot of this other stuff feels like sequels to me. Okay. Um, and feels like, I still think this is all awesome. It feels a little reachy and like is you're it not totally building-ish? sure. No, no, it's just that kind of more head, of the man. same. Okay, um, in different ways. Like it seems to me, and like this seriously is not a. It's not. I guess it's kind of a critique, but like I certainly couldn't do better. But it seems like wanting to keep the story going, but just kind of gets like a little repetitive and a little not as good. Like I feel like this is like the peak. Like oh my god, and then I saw him. Yeah, yeah, boom. Yeah. But it continues after that in a way that I don't feel is as satisfying. So it's just kind of it's just kind of interesting. It feels mm. like the natural end to me. Yeah. So what he says after that picture, which is like a little hair in the frame and ear, like we said, a little golemy. Um, he tweets, I'm at a loss for words. That malformed ear, that stringy hair, I don't even know what to think. I looked all over my room but couldn't find anything. And honestly, I've been so exhausted I didn't know how to process it. 
even now, all I want to do is just go to sleep. Now that I believe. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. That sounds like authentically like depressed. I'm at a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he goes home to visit his family in Montana. And he's feeling pretty good at first. He's like getting away from the David apartment, whatever. But then he starts feeling tired and foggy again. And he starts getting a sense that someone is looking at him through the bathroom window. Um, he looks outside one day and he notices there are like animal footprints in the snow in Montana by the bathroom window. And then another day he looks and there are child footprints in the snow by the bathroom window. David followed him to Montana? A little too far. Adam's haunted now, William, not just his apartment. Oh, no, it's the plot of Insidious. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hide. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Your, your house isn't haunted. You are. Yeah, exactly. So, scary. He goes, he goes back home after the holidays to New York, and he's back to having these scary dreams, in, including one involving David coming to his bed and crashing down on top of him. And it reminded me of the bowling ball thing. I wonder if that's supposed to harken to like the idea of that slamming right, right above his yeah. head. I'm not sure. Um, he still has that photo taking app going. And when he develops it, he sees David on top of him. And I will show you that photo as well. Again, bridge. Too I f- can't wait. Bridge too far for old I Chrissy. I can't wait. I want to see the big ridiculous stuff now. Yeah. Um, all right, it's a little hard to see. It's lightened a little bit more in the bustle thing, but <laughs> it's the, it's a doll like on top of him. Yeah, yeah. It's in motion. There, yes, there's some it's be, a like, motion blurry. lines, which yeah. is vaguely interesting. Right. Um, it's all fun. I just feel like it was a little bit. That's William. What? what? Why did that happen? That scared the hell out of me. That scared the hell out of me. Maybe we shouldn't be talking smack about David. Why did that? How happen? did that happen? Why did that happen? Did you guys hear that to break the fourth live wall? Is there? Did did you hear that? <laughs> it may have been too quiet for the mics. My phone started playing Game Grumps on YouTube, but I clearly was not touching my phone. I was okay, holding, so you guys couldn't hear it. I guess hear that. That scared the hell out of and me. And it was like all of a sudden. Yeah, the theme song for Game Grumps is. Hey, I'm Grump. I'm not so Grump. You did hear it? Okay. That scared the hell out of me. Okay, not everybody heard it. We certainly heard it. Good I don't know. God. Ghosts interact with electronics? They, yes. You know? I don't know. Holy crap. Right. So here is David. Uh, he's vertically, it's as if he's uh, Tom Cruising. He's like hanging from a string from his back. Oh. So he's arms down yeah. on top of the dude sleeping. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's a. I just feel it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. There's just. William, that was crazy. What just happened? I don't disagree. That scared me. That scared me. I don't think your watch was like touching anything. Well, but I'm also thinking like right now, if I wanted to play that video, what would uh-huh. I have to do? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yes, I would have like, to. I'd yeah. have to do stuff. I'd and have you to... weren't touching your phone. It's all on video. That was very weird. That that really actually kind of scared me. It well, it certainly startled me. I don't understand how the hell that just <laughs> how that happened. I don't know. I have no answers for you. Now, dear David. Yes. Um, just to get back to to dear David. Mm-hmm. So we talked last week about the the conjuring. Yeah. And how the the parents who lived in that haunted house actually lived there for ten years. Right. If Twitter had existed back then. Yeah. You know, Adam Ellis posted this for what over the course of a few weeks by the time that you're saying you got sick of it yeah 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 well i just like he started to take longer between posts and i don't go on twitter a lot anyway so i was kind of relying on like 
the Facebook group universe to let Constant me know when feed. there was a new, cause people are into it now. Mm. So like in like Murderino Paranormal Society or whatever, people would be like, Oh my God, there's a new da- Dear David post. Yeah. Yeah. And like if I didn't catch that, I started to just kind of fall off. Of which it. is, which makes sense. Yeah. You, you've either got to, either it's real. Mm hmm. And he can't constantly do this, or it's yeah. not really needs to take time to build up the oh, next totally. story burst. Yeah, of course. And like you do, like at the beginning of a project, especially like, you know, I, I assume that he'd been planning this for a while. You have like, he probably had only so much storyline yeah, plotted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like things are coming out every couple of days because he has that plotted. At a certain point, he needed to like figure out what to do next. So it's going to naturally stretch exactly. a little bit. Yeah. Now, if Twitter had existed when the parents were living in that house mm-hmm. and they were posting like the door slammed again. Yeah. This happened again. Would you after a few weeks be like, all right, we always we get it. it's the same thing all the like we don't control yeah. what David's doing. Of David's a not. ghost. If David's going to jump on the bed this time, that's what he's doing this time. He's working on his own time. It's not my fault. David's not being more creative with how he haunts me. This is just what David's doing. Yeah, I don't just know. Presenting to you what David is doing. Exactly. It's not in his control. Yeah. I'd like to ask him to vary it up to keep it interesting for all of you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a little more concerned with the, the ghost of a dented head boy jumping on me in the middle of the night. Exactly. Well, you know what else you should be concerned about? David potentially possessing him. Oh, that's a thing? Yes. Some of it is very cool. So, or at least cool. <laughs> okay. Some of it's okay. There's part of it that I really like. I'll tell okay, you. Fine. Okay. So then time goes by. That was like right when he got home from the holidays was David was on top of him in the bed. In mid-January, so it's been, you know, a few weeks or something, he says that he's feeling better than he has in a long time. He hasn't been having bad dreams. He's losing time a little bit here and there, but like he's feeling pretty good. Like he just kind of says like every once in a while I'll look up and it's an hour later than I thought. So that's kind of weird. Or like I'll be talking to a friend and I think I missed something that they just said, but yeah. it's actually fine. Like just feeling a little bit disoriented. Besides that, I'm fine. Um, and people start tweeting at him like crazy because he posted a picture. He posted an Insta story of himself and a friend at brunch, but people are saying like, what's with that picture you just posted, dude? And it's a picture that looks like David's face is kind of superimposed a little bit on top of his. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll, sh- we'll show the camera um, for the live people in a second, but it is like, it looks like if you took a normal picture, it got warped. Like the color is a, li- color is a little bit weird. The lines are a little bit wiggly, but then in addition to that, there's a creepy eye on top of Adam Ellis's eye in it. He posted this, like, intentionally? Can you lower the brightness I mean, for a second? Yeah. Just lower the brightness a little bit? Yeah. Um, he, okay. So, he says that he, po- he's like, guys, I don't know why you're seeing that picture that you're sending me. What I posted is this. And he shows him a picture of just him and his friend smiling at brunch or whatever. He's like, that's not what I posted from my phone. I don't know how this ended up on there. Hmm. So, that's one thing. So, people are saying that he is being possessed by david now the lost time the like weird gaps in understanding conversation this weird picture david is now infiltrating adam um so he says in a in a response to this is some quotes from him i have no clue what happened it looked perfectly fine on my phone when i uploaded it i'd say it was just a glitch but i can't make sense of what's happening with my face maybe i can i know what it looks like what it probably is but i don't know if i care anymore I really just want things to be normal again, and things feel normal enough right now. I don't know. I guess I'll keep you updated if something else happens. So the next post is a few weeks later, and um, this is where I start to, like, 
enjoy it a little okay. bit more again. Yeah, yeah. It breaks format. So it's not as obvious as that post, which is like a little bit like goofy, almost over the top. It's just kind of like, just kind of odd enough where you're like, what? So when he posts on Twitter and things like that, it's usually text. Um, if there's a video, it's, it's accompanied by a couple of sentences about what the deal is, but his Twitter's been quiet for a few weeks since then. And then just a video with no text or anything comes up and it's of his cat responding to things you can't see again there. And it's odd because of the lack of text. And it's also odd that it's taken from the floor. Like it's a weird angle. It's like something is like on the floor with the cat taking video of it with no other explanation. And People do, again, they put it through software, they edit the video, lighten things up, and they see what may be David's face kind of hovering near the cat. And it's more subtle than that last picture that I showed you. It's kind of just like a wisps sort of thing. It almost just looks like a skull or something like that. It's not like a big, obvious, like David dented head thing, but there is something that you could say is like eyes, maybe. I like that this cat looks like it has yeah. his mouth agape. I know. I know. It's a weird screenshot. Th- this photo makes it, his cat look like it's, it's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. What? What are you doing here? Yeah. Again, yeah. youtube.com slash talk bomb. I am mm-hmm. certain this is not going to register on camera, but I'm going to hold it up to the camera regardless. You know what? It yeah. registers pretty well. Oh, good. You can see the cat with its mouth Gape, and in the bottom corner of it by Kristen, you can see a little face, two eyes, and a nosy. YouTube.com slash talk bomb. You can see the face, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, <laughs> a face. Yeah, we all seen the leprechaun. I think he tipped his hat. Yeah. So the full picture, there's no reason why you would even think anything. I do like the idea that of catching like a cat in the moment. Mm-hmm. Having a photo of a cat, like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny, but. Zooming in the faces, yeah, it's it's far more subtle. You're right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's it's not as over the top. It's more subtle than having a puppet dangling above you while you're asleep. Yes, or like a kind of creepy again, golem looking to me eye superimposed over your eye right. in that Instagram brunch picture or yeah. whatever. So people are like, he's just possessed now and David is tweeting for him for whatever reason. A few days go by and then there's a so I like this a lot. There's a tweet that just says everything is fine. But here's the weird thing about it. So like I said, he usually writes in complete sentences, whatever. This is all lowercase, no period at the end of it, and two spaces between is and fine. So it doesn't seem fine. It seems like just a, just a weird tweet that's not consistent with everything else. Right. Like, so again, stoking the flame that like, oh God, something is up. A few days after that, he posts, he puts up a post announcing that he's leaving BuzzFeed to focus on personal projects. And it seems pretty normal. It seems kind of like the post that he's done before, like regular Adam, except that there's a telltale extra space in it again. That's also about kind of how he feels. So it says, um, you know, it announces that he's leaving BuzzFeed and then it says, I'm nervous about what the future holds, but I feel space space good. I know big things are coming. So people think it's like a subtle thing, like, oh, maybe David is like, he, he feels caught and he's trying to replicate Adam a little bit better, but there's some sort of tell. I think that there may have been, or maybe it was just me thinking it, some sort of idea about the fact that the times that there are two spaces, it's either like, um, everything is fine or I feel good. Like maybe it's Adam fighting back in that time. Like when David is controlling things and saying like, this is how he is. Maybe somehow Adam's breaking through and just like, throwing a space in j- just to make something well, incongruous maybe, or like just acting in some way i know? feel fine is mm-hmm. is fighting back how you really feel right everything is you want to say wrong right going good. crazy mm-hmm. i'm trapped whatever right. good yeah everything exactly. is good yeah it's just breaking through in some way and kind right. of showing a little bit of something so people jump all over that again which is so fun 
Like, I think it's really fun that it's something that should be a normal post, but like, nope, I see you. I see you, David. There's something that's still wrong about this. It's also very clean that it coincides with him quitting his job, mm-hmm. which presumably well, he too. actually did. Yeah, I think he did. But that that was a thing, too. Like, oh, he's quitting his job because, like, David's just consuming him and he can't, like, right. keep up the facade if he's going to work. And so within the confines of the story, he's – he oh, actually – Outside the confines of the story in real life, mm-hmm. Adam Ellis quit his job and used his quitting as part of the story. Yeah. Which is kooky. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's pretty awesome. So then a little over a week later, it's silent again. And then a post that says, again, all in lowercase, please don't worry about me. I'm okay and everything will be like it was before. Emoticon smiley face. Like oh. not even an emoji, just kind of like old school emoticon smiley face, which strengthens the idea to people that um, David has taken over. Nothing is capitalized. He hasn't used, like, kind of old school, like, emoticons before. Like, it's another tell that, like, David's running the show and wants everybody to, like, think that everything is fine and status quo. I'll mention, by the way, that that is part of a conspiracy theory about Britney Spears. Um, there was a, a while, a few months ago, there was something called, like, the hashtag Free Britney movement. Yeah, There's yeah. a mini episode about American hysteria that I helped out a bit, little bit on that you can look at from a few weeks ago. And one of the things that people pointed to... Um, saying that people were managing Britney's Instagram for her to tell everybody that she's fine when she really wasn't fine right. was that they used an emoticon and Britney doesn't use emoticons. She uses emojis. Wow. Who, who so, uses emoticons? No one. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Quite frankly, so, if you try to use an emoticon, it more often than not, it turns now. it into an emoji. I know. David found his way around that. That's right. With his supernatural means. So again, people are just like, oh my God, yeah, David has taken over or whatever. Then there's another weird, same kind of video of the cat, a low level on the floor video. Um, it's of the two cats now, because a lot of this has been the one cat Maxwell. He seemed to have the most like crazy activity and the other cat was kind of just like coming around to freak out at the door every once in a while or whatever. So the last thing posted that seems to be in the vein of the Dear David storytelling world is another weird from a low level video of the cats freaking out at the door, just like they did in the beginning of this story. And it's posted just after midnight, which is when he originally said that the cats were always freaking out at the door. Wow. What that means, I don't know, but it seems to harken back to the beginning of the story. Maybe, so then, maybe David is being haunted by Adam now. Maybe, maybe that's true. Yeah. That could be the point. And David's that freaked be. out because his I head's all to- round and not smushed. Yeah. I never What happened to, like- to your head? Nothing. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this, I mentioned it, not to mention the live cons. I don't want to be annoying for people who are just listening on podcasts. I mentioned that this research took a whole lot longer than I thought. And I, we were late doing our live recording because I like, had other stuff to do today and ended up running late. I didn't really have time to like analyze this. I was kind of like banging it out. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I do like the idea that the idea could be that somehow like now David is back. being haunted by Adam yeah. or he's being haunted by something else. And the cycle just kind of continues. The cats are at the door for something else now. Yeah. It's just like never going to end. Well, what's up? Is this the last thing? Does he still tweet? He does. So months of radio silence go by, nothing at all. And then in March, Adam pops up and he seems totally fine and legit normal. He says that everything is fine and he's just kind of been working on projects. And then he resumes like a normal dude's Twitter account. Like no Dear David stuff, just like, you know, pics of his life, jokes, whatever. Like just just a normal person Twitter account now. Um, he shares the movie announcement on June 6th. And that's kind of it. That's like his only real reference to Dear David since then. 
Wow. Yeah. So he kind of just contained the story and then resumed his normal life. I'm sure at a certain point, like he was silent and he was like, I want to do social media again. You know what I mean? I guess what can you do basically if you want to, because he's keeping up the facade or an app, but I'll call it facade that this is all real. Uh He said he did an interview about the movie that's coming up saying like, yeah, they're making this movie based on this real haunting that happened to me. Like if it was a fake story, I wouldn't have like waited like weeks between postings. Like I would like keep it going. Like he, he is really saying that this is real. So if he's going with the thing that it's real, like, I guess you, the way to get back into Twitter and just keep doing your thing would just be to just go back into it and like not open things up so much for people to keep like poking at it and whatever, just like let it exist as its own thing. Interesting. Maybe he wants to kind of have the idea that he's moving on with his life. Cause if it was real, maybe it's like, look, I'm, I put that behind me. Even thinking about it opens the door. Yeah. I just want to move on. Maybe David is still behind the wheel. Maybe. And exactly. David is going to be working on the mm-hmm. movie about himself. Exactly. Putting his own david agenda into it. Lots of green. Yeah. What if there's like meta mm-hmm. lore around yeah. the movie that the movie is about this guy who's got a ghost, whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, that ghost is one of the creatives behind the right? scenes making it all happen. I know. And so who knows? What's real about the story and what's fake? Yes, I really like that. I had the idea about like it seeing seeming like David is like you know isn't running the show anymore, but he just got better at like punctuation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He took, <laughs> yeah. took He's able of time to off. be more low key now. Well, he also had to learn how to use a phone, right? He's yes. six. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he had exactly. to learn to, how to type at all. He had to catch up. He had to. He's presumably from another time yeah now now adam is just living this like fish out of water story yeah david exactly. is in adam's body he's like Whoa. yeah now david's gone hollywood yeah yeah this coffee is good i feel all crazy I you know what i mean like wacky. like kids aren't used to caffeine exactly yeah and they're like hey adam ellis uh uh on the movie set right now is there anything that you would like for lunch i I'd you like- mean i can have anything i want <laughs> Yeah, yes, of course you can. I mean, what do you oh, want? Oh, yes, of course. I know that as a grown-up. <clears throat> yes, as an adult, I understand I can eat my own like c- candy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, let me think about what I would candy bars. <laughs> okay. You got it, sir. Whatever whatever you like. You're the you run this show. I'm on a movie set and I can eat whatever <laughs> I want. Says <laughs> eyebrows yeah. at the camera like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Um so Interesting. that's where we're at. It's a lot of fun. It's super fun. It's a fun story. It. Yeah, and totally. to my knowledge, at least, it's one of the first of its yes, kind. Totally. I, I wasn't aware of anything like that before this. Yeah. And like we said, there are things that have happened since then. And we'll be diving into the one that we'll research next week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're calling it the Greg thread mm-hmm. for lack of having a better... Right. That's what I found an article calling it online. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, in the meantime, um, mm. everybody can go read the Moby yes. Dickhead threads to get the Dear David story. Exactly. They want to enjoy it now having heard uh, Kristen's breakdown of it. Yeah. You can Google Dear David full thread and there's a website that I think Adam himself uploaded them onto that will come up. But then like I said, if you want something that has kind of like the extras you can go to that bustle thread and that'll show or that bustle article and it'll show you some other people's comments and stuff and so i'll also say this in preparation for next week when Mm -hmm. i will be talking about the greg thread yeah if you go you go on twitter and you look up at gregory 88 here's the trick the first e is a three okay gr3 gory Mm g-o-r-y eight eight 
Cool. Uh, and you can enjoy the full story. I will give you no spoilers. I will give you the premise right now, which is to say that um, a young man inherits his estranged grandfather's house mm-hmm. out in the mountains around a lake, uh, and things are in the woods. Cool. Something I'm goes into it. wrong. I know nothing about this. And it's very similar to what Kristen just talked about of somebody tweeting their experiences, going like, oh my God, what do you think, everyone? And people could tweet back at them. Yeah. So that's at Gregory88, G-R-3-G-O-R-Y-8-8. Go read the story. Uh, we'll dig into the whole thing next week. It's yeah. uh, a really, really fun story. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, and I, I like this. This is like a fun... I do too. It's so funny. These things fly under the radar so mm-hmm. easily. Totally. Um, that's like, there are a lot of people doing a lot of really creative things. There's that, just so much on the internet. There's so much on the internet. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's all it is. It just gets lost. Well, cool. Dear David, we'll be looking for that movie yeah. too. How weird is that? I know. I didn't find any news about anything moving forward. I'm sure it is, but like all the news that I found about the movie was like from the announcement. I, I haven't read anything about casting or writing or like any of that kind of stuff, which like, Makes me a little worried. It's been over a year. It's It takes a lot of time to make stuff. Well, yeah, but usually, like, through the cycle of movies, like, you start to hear things, you know? Kind of, but they may have bought the rights but not started production on it for a long time. It must be something like that. You know? Like, who the hell knows? Yeah, totally. Um... You know, maybe maybe after it comes out, mm-hmm. New Line will start talking about other stuff they've got cooking. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they don't want to pull focus or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You know, James Wan has started working on a mystery project, and I believe mm-hmm. it's with New Line. Ooh. I would like Fred Krueger to come back, please. I would not, please. I think it's time to do fun Freddy Krueger again. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, so maybe we'll see more about that in the future. Yeah. But for here and now. That's right. What a cool, weird story. That's it. Totally. I love it. Dear David. Seriously. What um, a- what a story. What a yarn. Yeah. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We yeah. really hope that you had fun. We hope that you learned something that yeah. you didn't know existed before online. Yeah. Special notice. Tell us if you ever see anything else like this. Yes. On the yeah, internet. Yeah, I want to get on the ground floor next time. Let us know immediately. Mm-hmm. I want to be tweeting at them and be like, I think I saw David in the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, I want to be one of the people. Yes, totally. Working on this thing with people. Yeah. I did, you know, I'll... I'm not sure where. I'll repost it. I did see something when I was in the city during the time that Dear Dave was going on that looked like David that I posted. I don't oh, know if yeah? it was on my personal Instagram or the Guide to the Unknown one, but I'll repost it because I, I did get myself slightly in the mix. Now, that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. To David be like, spotting. hey, everyone, now I think David's haunting me <laughs> and have trying to st- try to take it on it. it. Yeah, steal the thunder. Like, uh yeah no I th- uh, yeah I heard David was out somewhere but uh, he's definitely still here haunting me right. so he couldn't be haunting you he's definitely still haunting so. me so yeah. nice try <laughs> steal the yeah. ghost yeah um <laughs> yeah also uh people out there uh as you're listening to this on Friday mm-hmm. there's a new episode of the Long Hallway yep. out that I wrote uh that I'm very excited about it's an old uh story idea that I had years and years and years ago. That I found a fun new way to bring back to life on this short form yeah. horror anthology yeah. series. So check out The Long Hallway on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you would think. Yep. It's such a good story. I love this one. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I don't think it's yep. going to scare you, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. check out, can people check out Yes. after the fact? You're playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So I mentioned it on the show last week, but I, when you listen to this, will have already done a live stream called Dearly Departed Pop, where I'm going to talk once a month about canceled TV shows, pop culture stuff that is 
no longer with us, things that are canceled, that faded out, whatever. And I'm doing the first one, or we'll have done whatever it's hard to talk about. But this Thursday, August 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at youtube.com slash talkbomb. So by the time you listen to this in podcast form, it will be up there for you to watch as a replay on that YouTube site. Awesome. On that YouTube site. On that YouTube site. So sign up for that YouTube site. Try to figure, you might have to mail something in to join. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's about Harper's Island. Yes, yes. Which is a short-lived whodunit. Yes, it's like a, it's, it was like a slasher series on CBS. So it was 13 episodes in 2009. Um, one person dies each week, pretty much. Maybe there's some multiples and you can kind of try to like figure out who the killer is. And it was a super fun show. So I rewatched that and we talk about that on the first episode of Dearly Departed Pop. I was shocked. It's like a forgotten gem. Kristen yeah. talking about doing it made me want to check it out so I can mm-hmm. watch the live stream and you don't need to see the show to enjoy the live yeah, stream. Yeah, I'm going to recap the show at the beginning of it, spoiler-free first, just kind of give, like, the Wikipedia version of what the show is about, tell you guys, like, what I thought about it in a general way, but then I'll launch into spoilers right after that and do a full recap of the show, like, complete spoilers and everything, and then go into, like, bullet-pointy things that I either thought were really awesome from the show, pieces of information I found out when I researched it after the fact that I thought were interesting, and just kind of go freeform and also talk to people in the chat who may have watched the show because a lot of people have reached out and they've watched Harper's Island because they know I'm going to be talking about yeah. it. So I think there are going to be a lot of opinions in the chat room as well. I It, it was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I had never seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I ended up liking it so much more than I thought that I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really good. So yeah, definitely check out Dearly Departed Pop. Follow at Dearly Departed Pop on yep. Facebook and Instagram. And it is Departed Pop. Yes. On Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow those Thank accounts. You, Willie. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. All right. We will see you next week for another scary internet viral Twitter horror right. freaky Friday. Yes. Scary creepy fest. Ghosty Greggy. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. And go away. Bye. Bye. Bye.